Nose shake shit up. Endings definitely shake shit up. You're diving into the unknown. And so to trust the no as a compass and then the thing that follows after the no, the shakeup and the void, to trust the unknown, to trust the void and to seek yourself in relationship to the creator within that void, that is my piece of advice. Like to always, always trust that phase. Always know that it's only a phase and something will be born from the nothingness. And if we can do that as a collective, then I think then we can do harder things like live in nuance with each other, live in instead of left, right, live in the place where left and right meet and have the real conversations that create repair. I think if we can trust our no and we can trust the courage of the impact, then I think we can trust standing in our truth more and then being okay with other people's truth. Prophecies have foretold and wisdom keepers all know that the rise of the feminine will restore balance to our world. In this podcast, we are on a journey to understand the root of the imbalance that has caused disconnection and dysfunction within our humanity so we can emerge as leaders, creating a new story on Earth. I'm Lauren Walsh. And I'm Shayna Connors. With humble hearts and open minds, we will converse with spiritual teachers, historians, psychologists, revolutionaries, leaders, and healers to navigate these evolving times and reintegrate the feminine history that we have forgotten. Welcome to the Time of the Feminine podcast. Hey, welcome back. It has been a minute. Shana and I took a little bit of a break. We've been in a reassessment, getting really real, honest, and listening to both our needs and desires and also the voice in the wind, the voice of spirit guiding us, always instructing us. And we are back here. And this, our friends, is our final episode of this season. This is our season finale. And Shayna and I are going to go on a bit of a respite, official respite, official sabbatical, and do some soul searching so we can come back and continue this work in new and improved ways. And we're going to share all about that in this episode. So if this is your first time tuning in with us, welcome. This podcast is definitely a joy for us. And this podcast has been an incredible journey of learning and remembering uh, what it means to be a woman in these times of transformation. And so if you are just joining in, we invite you to go back to the very, very beginning, scroll back, scroll back, scroll back, listen to episode one, listen to episode two, three, and you'll have many episodes to guide you over the next months if you want to. This podcast really transformed us and I know has transformed so many of you. Thank you so much for listening. And we have some really big news. So we're excited to share. So welcome. And I'll pass it to Shana to say, hey. Hey, everyone. It's so good to be back. For me, the podcast is such a marker of love and of growth and of 
transformation. And I know it's for Lauren too, but really this season, this particular season is one of deep and important transformation for both Lauren. And I feel that there's something mega big shifting in our lives. And at least for me, I can speak for me, but a lot of it has to do with the way that I relate to things because we can create so many beautiful things in our life and we can do so much with our time and our energy and our efforts. But really what nourishes us in the way that most fulfills our soul? And I do so many things that from the outside would seem so enlivening and nourishing, but the real truth is inside. I'm really seeking like what in this is the most heart-opening, alivening, transformative medicine nectar that I can be like in tune with. And so I'm excited to talk about this today on the podcast because Lauren and I have been through a tremendous journey together and through the transformative process that is global sisterhood. And so we're going to dive into this and also our method of being able to relate and to transform and to really tune into the true lessons of our great mother, you know, the cycles of life and how we are learning with her and those lessons. And so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have these conversations and to drop in deeper about the truth of where Lauren and I both really are and the journey that we've been on together at Global Sisterhood. So let's just start about Global Sisterhood. Global Sisterhood has reignited the women's circle movement of the modern era. And it has taken me nine years to be able to say that and own it, but it's true. In 2016, we launched a campaign on International Women's Day that went viral. And after that, every International Women's Day, since then, women have been gathering in circles. And circles we did not invent. They are old, they are ancient, and there are many pioneers of the suffragette movement, the 1960s, even Gather the Women of the 1980s, Jean Bolin, who wrote The Millionth Circle. Circling was not new, but it was not what it is today. Today, women's circles are everywhere. They are everywhere. And women don't have to be convinced that it is so important for us to get together, to take off our masks, and to really reveal the very true vulnerable aspects of what it means to be a woman, what we're carrying, the legacy that we're carrying as women from our ancestors, from our families, from everything that's happened between men and women for so many centuries. And global sisterhood helped re-inspire and awaken this movement for the modern era. We have trained and inspired over 20,000 women to lead circles in 120 countries. And if you think about that, these are not just 20,000 circles that had happened. These are 20,000 unique circles that have gathered multiple times, that have had multiple different women sit in those circles. So if you do the math on that, that's a lot of women who have passed through a circle that a woman connected to global sisterhood has facilitated in her own way with her own essence, but connected to this mission of we are the women of the world. And it is our duty to come together and heal the dynamics between us, the shadows of competition, the insecurity, the things that block our power and block our truth and block our voices and share with each other so that we can 
reestablish a sense of comfort and trust with one another after so many years of having to compete to survive. And then from there, that unlocks our creativity, our pleasure, and we create together. So these women who have been facilitating circles are all tuned in to that mission of it is time. It is time that we lead the feminine way. And what is that? Let's explore what that is. Let's discover what that is. And so Global Sisterhood started as this movement. And then for the past nine years, we have been training women in the art of women's circles. And we've had 10,000 women go through our programs. And after a while of teaching women's circles, we started to develop other types of programming because we realized that in order to be a good facilitator, it's not just about how you show up as a facilitator. It's about how you walk the walk, how you live your life. Are you living in integrity with your truth? Are you living aligned with nature? Are you rooted in a sense of hope, a sense of your own creative power to transform things? And so we started doing all sorts of work. This podcast is from that work to help women decondition patriarchal thinking, patriarchal wounds, and reconnect with our wildness, our essence as women. And I am going to say this out loud, and I'm shy to say this, but this is what the time of the feminine is about. We have done a damn good job. (laughs) We have done a really good job. And There are so many cool women associated with Global Sisterhood who have been teaching us and we've been learning with. And really, it has been the honor of my life. It's been the honor of my life to do this work with you, Shayna, and to do this work with all of you, all of the women that we've gotten to connect with. It has been the gift of my life. And before Shayna came along to bring all of her epicness and all of her beauty and all of her power to make this mission just go to the next level, I birthed it. (laughs) It came through my prayer. It came through my vessel. And in reality, it birthed me. And it has been birthing me. And just like anything that is the dharmic path, when you're aligned, the universe conspires to make it work out for you. (laughs) And all of the challenges along the way, all of the challenges of just learning how to be a woman, doing something she was so passionate about and making money, learning how to speak to women, learning how to walk the walk and really examine my own shadows, my own pain, my own falsity, all the things that I've been exploring so that I can understand who I really am as a woman and how to actually, in all honesty, live on this planet and enjoy it because it was never easy to enjoy being here. Global sisterhood has really taught me so much about how to do that. And I am celebrating the fact that I remember in 2017, sitting with a team of people in the early days of Global Sisterhood being like, okay, women don't care about women's circles. Okay. They don't care. How do we teach them to care? They don't even know what they are. They're not even interested. They seem intimidating and scary. How do we use creative ways to convince women that they actually want to be in a woman's circle? And so we spent so much time kind of trying to manipulate you guys. You know, that's what marketing is. It's like, How do I convince you that this is something that will be good for you? And how do I get your attention on the internet so you'll pay attention to us? And we had to think about how can we 
get people's attention enough to to get them into a woman's circle so they can feel the authenticity and the truth of one and feel belonging. How do we convince them? And I am proud to say we don't have to convince you anymore. Women get it. The women's movement in the whole like let's heal, let's grow together. It is booming. And we had a small piece of that that we helped to facilitate. And so I'm celebrating this because we are having an ending. We are going through a death. And historically, deaths are seen as failures or loss, you know, endings, endings of a relationship. People can be when a relationship ends. How did I get here? I feel so lost. What happened? Or when a job ends, it can feel like a failure, but not for us. Because after doing this podcast and doing this work for so long, we recognize that endings are necessary for regeneration. Death is necessary for rebirth. And we are not living in this linear paradigm because that's what's destroying the earth. That's what's causing so much stress is more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. We have to let die. We have to give room for the rebirth. And Shana and I are letting a very huge aspect of global sisterhood die so that she can be reborn and so can we. So I first just want to like to shower you with love, Lauren, for all your time and energy and effort and love that you've poured into everything that you do. And you've been such an inspiration to me and a teacher, a guide, a friend. And I'm just musing about when I first met you. God, it's almost like five and a half years ago. And just the way the universe connected us at a time where I was really calling in the understanding of the feminine and the understanding of what it is to be a woman and the understanding of this greater presence that I knew was always there, which is the great mother that I I didn't know her, you know, in this way. And so to be here in this time of transformation and this time of letting go is really such an honor because the transformation that I've been through, through her vessel, through her ability to transform has been miraculous for me. And it's interesting because the miracle doesn't come without the dark or the shadow. To be honest, so much of this experience for me has been a lesson in the shadow, if not more than anything this time for me in my life and what I've been experiencing and what the mother has really shown me is like this acceptance, this like knowingness that I am also safe in the shadow, which is very difficult because it's not that it, it keeps you from anything. It actually brings everything to you for it to be seen, acknowledged, processed, loved, held, whatever needs to happen for this part, for this thing, for this energy, for this existence, for this spirit. And I sit here having done what I now can recognize as such a beautiful work with so much joy for everything I got to contribute to. And there's been so many moments through this journey where I've gotten to be at a vista and be able to see from like a higher level perspective what I've what we have been able to accomplish, what all the women working within the Global Sisterhood have been able to accomplish in our larger network of women participating. 
And then there's also been many moments where it's just the grind and this effort, sometimes very difficult effort, sometimes very beautiful effort, sometimes flow, sometimes opening, sometimes inspiration. And to be at this final vista of this chapter in this way, and to be able to see global sisterhood as it sunset, as it makes space for itself to come back in the next cycle as the sun does every day, like is such a beautiful moment because what was created through global sisterhood, what was created through our partnership, what was created through the beautiful women that weave their prayers here is a deep remembrance of the transformative power of women, of the strength we have when we're together, of the love and the beauty and the song and the ritual and the dance that makes us who we are, that we remember through our connection and through our shared love and devotion. And what I most appreciate about this work today for myself is that it's now woven into me and it's not global sisterhood as this company. No, it's a prayer that global sisterhood wove into my heart Mm. and that can't be taken ever. It's now just like an imprint of understanding. That's beautiful. And that's exactly how I see it for a lot of the women in global sisterhood who've responded to the call the call to rise up and lead circles and hold that space because it's an act of devotion. And devotion is intrinsically connected with the prayer, the hope, the vision. And I receive your words and I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for the shadows we've walked through as we were proclaiming to the world that sisterhood was important. (laughs) We were like... Oh God, I have to walk the walk. This is uncomfortable. Because Shayna and I, we were able to stay together because we had the same prayer. And the prayer was for, more for the collective than for ourselves. Though we we're starting to realize we need to bring ourselves <laughs> more into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, the prayer united us and the prayer is the medicine. It is the essence. It is the... It is what global sisterhood is. And global sisterhood, you know, it's what we call this entity, this body of work, but it is all of us. <laughs> it is all the women. It is all of us. And this prayer that is so natural when we see wars, when we see the destruction of nature, when we see our sisters suffering, when we see our brothers suffering, it is this prayer of the woman. It is this prayer that is the goddess within us praying through us. It is her working through us. It is that that we are celebrating. And it is that that created this impact. Not me, not Shana. We worked, we devoted, but it was that prayer in all of us that created the impact of global sisterhood that it's had on the collective and on different people. And it's an honor to witness. And I hope that my work continues to have that I never, I guess what I'm saying is I hope I never lose that prayer. I never lose that prayer. So to be clear, we're going to tell you what is ending. So in all transparency, I started feeling a sense of stagnation for myself and a frustration like I was stuck. 
this is probably like probably started like what three years ago, Shana. Even though all these wonderful things were happening, this podcast was birthed. Many things were birthed. I loved the work. I love this work. I started feeling that feeling of being confined. And it's kind of ironic because Global Sisters in a way is the opposite of being confined. But it was showing me that what we are doing, how we are spending our time, all the things we are doing, we're, we're up for examination of what is actually, what Shana was saying in the beginning, what is actually the deeper resonance? What is actually the deeper truth? What is actually needed of me this time? What is mine to do? And Shana and I also in that time were having some tensions as well. In my frustration, I was feeling frustrated and being in tandem, having to do everything in tandem, wanting to explore what I am, who I am, where am I going after so much of this mission And Shana started having very similar feelings. We started getting really real with ourselves, which was so, I mean, that was an act of courage and vulnerability for sure to just start speaking truths that didn't know we could speak, you know, and that was life-changing for me to start really being like, okay, what do I want? And recognizing maybe I don't know what I want. I've been so devoted to this mission. I want what the mission wants. And I had lost some of myself along the way. I think mothers go through that. I I think with their children, I think that's kind of what I was going through. And so Shana and I have been in these conversations, I think for almost three years now, but more recently in the past 18 months, I'd say. And we have done so much soul searching and we knew, I knew, she knew, we knew something needed to give, something needed to die. It was too much for where we're going. It was too full. It was too, something wants to emerge, but there's not enough empty space for that thing to emerge. And this is like with business too, like the, in order to keep everything going, there's costs to it. There's launches we had to do. There's this rhythm. There's this capitalistic reality that we were facing. And so I, with the guidance of my dear friend, Stephanie, I took a sabbatical and really did some soul searching and Shana did some soul searching. Shana went to the village. Shana's been doing all sorts of amazing work. And we have come to this place where we realize we have completed our mission with teaching women the art of women's circles, how to become a facilitator of women's circles. We have completed that. We have a really good job. And now you guys have that. There's organizations that have popped up since Global Sisterhood. There was one that came around the same time as Global Sisterhood that's doing really well. There are women's circle organizations where people can go and learn how to facilitate women's circles. But for Shana and I, and we've been doing this work a lot and we feel complete because with everything we've been exploring in this podcast, there's so much more to be understand and articulate and create that will bring more depth to the women's empowerment movement, to this movement of the time of the feminine and really moving into the time of balance. And what does that mean? And she and I both feel that there's more to be created through us, both separately as individuals, as Shana Connors and as Lauren Walsh, and then together through Global Sisterhood. So we are going on a journey to have some space of separation to give ourselves the opportunity to allow the instructions, the prayer to form 
so that we can continue to walk, adding value to our world right now as it transforms. And global sisterhood will still be here. She will be here. The work of global sisterhood will continue. We will come together. We will do events, different things, but probably less for a little while. And we invite you to follow, you know, if you're not on the email list of Global Sisterhood, to join the email list and you will start receiving emails from myself. I'll be speaking about what's emerging and what's happening in different opportunities. And so will Shana. And then every once in a while, Shana and I will come together and we'll do a, a classic, beautiful Global Sisterhood event with many different elders and teachers and cool things. And that will still happen. And yeah, we don't exactly know what it's going to look like, which is kind of vulnerable, but we trust it and it feels really good. I think this is the medicine of endings that for many of us can be quite scary, but they can also be so beautiful. And I just want to share a little bit of the story of this particular ending. It was probably around July. And like Lauren said, we've been talking about this like more or less for like 18 months. And July, Lauren calls me and she's so I think we have to let it die. And my instant response was like of joy. And I'm like, I've been feeling the same thing. Okay, let's do it. And what's so funny about that is there was like so much alignment in that process of, okay, we're ready. Let's be death doulas. Like, let's see what needs to die. And then the next week she came out and it was also really great, really easy. And we're like, okay, done. Like this is what we're going to let go of. And we did this like awesome photo shoot for this next project we want to do at some point together. And, you know, we just had a lot of fun being together. And then the interesting thing about death is if you don't like just let it go immediately, you actually like keep it on life support. And that can be super difficult. And so like <laughs> stress, we'll let it die, just let it go. So Lauren and I have been doing this dance of like, it's here, but it's not here and we're letting it go, but it's still dying. And it's like, it's here and it's, ah, and it's been very stressful. And so even this morning I was going through a process because yesterday was my birthday and I was feeling emotional and all these kinds of things. And Lauren's like, well, maybe let's do the podcast another day. And I was like, no, we have to do it today <laughs> because it's like this thing with death and wanting to let go. It's so hard actually to let go. You're like, yeah, I want to let it go. Like I want to let go of that top I never wear. But then it's like you put it to the side and then you're like, well, maybe I like that top. I spent $90 on it. And Just then let it go. <laughs> let it go and create space for the new top. Right. Just create space for the new top. And it's like everything I've been doing and receiving and processing is it's like even when I think of letting it go, it's like all this beautiful new energy can flow through and it's like so nice. And then when I hold on, it's like I feel stagnant and blocked and constipated. I'm like, <laughs> but you know why we hold on? We hold on because we feel like for me with like, relationships or clothes, I think that I'm never going to have something like that again. Like scarcity. I'm gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's scarcity. And with global sisterhood, it's like, oh no, if we let go of this, if we let this aspect of it die and we create more space for ourselves, what if we never have anything as good and as beautiful again? And it's Who this- am I? Yeah. What am I doing on this earth? What's wrong with me? So it I've been having an existential crisis and I don't know if Lauren has, but probably. <laughs> and I think that it's actually so 
elegant and beautiful to let things go. And I'm learning so much about that. And I'm not just letting this go. And Lauren's not just letting this go. We also are moving out of our homes. We're traveling to Brazil. (laughs) So anyways, it's just that letting go is beautiful and, and you can ritualize it. And it can be a process that opens up so much space in your life. And so I'm definitely not the teacher of endings because this ending has been particularly hard in a way. But also I am an advocate of like being your own death doula, letting things die, letting parts of yourself die, like letting yourself transform, giving your stuff away, like creating space in your life. Because if there's one thing that I've learned through working with indigenous, it's like you want something new to come into your life. You want something beautiful to come into your life, create space because it's not going to come when you're full. It's not going to come when you have so much stuff. It's not going to come when your mind's so occupied. It's going to come in the empty space. And so let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter and I put all our stuff into storage. And he was like, I already feel lighter. I was like, yeah, me too. It's really true. Some of the biggest transitions and upgrades of my life came from the void, the liminal space. I mean, this is what rite of passages are all about. It's you enter into the void to allow spirit to work its magic, its alchemy, to rebirth you. And so we're going through a legit rebirth. And if you are someone who is going through the process of being like, I think I need to let this go, but I'm scared. What if I don't have enough money? What if I don't have anybody to help me do this thing? What if I never get this again? Just let it go. If you're even thinking about it, just let it go. Let it go. Rip off the Band-Aid. Feel all the feels. Move through it. Let those feels be compost for the future of you, you know, the future blooming of you. And so that being said, when we were thinking about this death, we were thinking about so many people who had told us that they were on the waiting list for sacred facilitator or on the waiting list for circle initiation. And we have all of these epic resources. I mean, epic resources. Our programs have been amazing. And we have a ritual library full of hundreds of rituals. Literally, there's these packets that you can download aligned with the moon. The packet has a theme of something like free the voice or sacred sexuality or healing or forgiveness, like the really awesome themes with actually transformational rituals, rituals that will actually facilitate a transformation. And we have packets that you could literally just follow from start to finish and lead a transformational event. And so those things are really great for women who want to either get into women women's circles or already are a coach or a facilitator and want these resources. So we have this thing called the Ritual Library. Plus we have our signature courses that have taught women all over the world. And we're like, do we want to just like let that fall into oblivion? I mean, it's helpful. It's good stuff. And so we came up with this idea to create a legacy bundle. And so it is a bundle of all the best stuff. It's the ritual library filled with so many rituals and exercises and prompts for sacred events, transformational events. And then our circle initiation course, our entire course minus the live calls with us. And we have bundled it all together, which is a, all of that together is a very expensive cost but we are creating this end of an era closeout sale as our gift for you. And it's $440. 
plus you can pay in two installments. So if you want an opportunity to snag all these resources and learn from us, this is your chance. And I just feel so excited by the work that able-bodied being like can do with this work because it's just, oh my God, there's so much love. There's so much devotion. There's so much energy. There's so much magic poured into each of these things. And to be able to go to one of these circles that these transformative rituals are happening is truly life-changing. Like I've had the honor and blessing of getting to facilitate and also be a part of many of these experiences. And for me, I'm a totally new person. And I've heard from so many of the women that have been doing the Global Sister journey that have been on the path with us. It's like night and day who they are today versus who they were back when they were so afraid to lead a women's circle, you know, and now they're writing books that I see in the store or they're um, facilitating and you're seeing women collaborate on different projects. And I just like, there's so much power and like doing the deep work to actually look at perhaps where we haven't looked before and heal these parts. And through ritual, like the transformational tools coupled with ritual in circle, so good. So good, because we're meant to heal this stuff together. We're not meant to do it in isolation. There's so much power in being able to hear that another woman has been through this too. They are not alone, you know, that you share in this. And like, I just, I love so much this. And now I do this like in my bedroom with my friends when they come over because it's, again, like a part of me. And it can't be separated at this point. I remember I, I went to a women's circle in California several years ago. And I went and I didn't know anybody there. And I just was in circle. And the facilitator was leading global sisterhood rituals. But she put her own take on it, of course, which we totally suggest you do. Not to be like a carbon copy. Take our information. Take these epic resources and put you into them. And so I could tell she had done that. And it was so cool. I was so moved. I was so, well, first of all, she was an amazing facilitator and she just took the resources and added more depth to them. And I had a really beautiful experience and I kept it this little secret. Like I didn't even go up to her and be like, I know where those resources came from. I just enjoyed it. I just enjoyed the gift of being held in it. And I really encourage any woman who has been listening to this or following Global Sisterhood for a while and is interested in leading a woman's circle, I encourage you to take this opportunity and snag this bundle that's so inexpensive. Like our circle initiation course alone was $1,100. And so this is that plus plus lots of stuff for 440 So it's such a great opportunity for you to do a self-study and to begin the women's circle process because while it is lovely to go through a training and the trainings are so powerful and so amazing leading women's circles really it really is intuitive it's really in our bones and there's so much to learn about being the next level type of facilitator but really the key is just to show up as you and be authentic and model authenticity. And if you just model what's real for you and hold some of 
this hold sacred space and lead a few of these rituals, the women, they'll take off their masks. They will be real themselves. And that's the magic. That's the magic. It's that connection. And you don't need all the fancy tricks to access the magic, though our resources will teach you some fancy tricks. And empower you. Yeah. So I would like to share a little bit about I mean, we don't know so much, but we do know a little bit. Shana, do you want to talk about what's coming for you? I have no idea. So there's nothing I can really say. But what I feel is that there's a deep pressure, but like not in a way it's like something or someone is pressuring me. It just feels like water pressure. Like there's like a pressure inside of me for me to up-level myself. And that it's happening whether or not I am participating in this or not. It's something that's actually just happening to me. But there's so much void in this process. It's so deep and transformative that I actually can't like articulate what it is. But I feel it. And it's freaking hard for my like logical brain to like let that just be okay. Because I have just always been so organized and logical and like wanting to know these kinds of things. And so, yeah, what's coming for me next is going to be beautiful. I feel that like that my spirit inside feels like potent and beautiful and it feels like there's emergence happening, but the emergence hasn't happened yet. And I don't know what that means. I'm inspired right now by so many things and I feel like there's so many directions I can go, but I do know that once I feel more realized in this process, it's going to be very clear what I'm doing and where I'm going. And so I'm kind of just surrendering to that process right now and allowing myself to really take care of the things that I haven't been taking care of over the past five years because I've been so oriented towards this mission. So allowing myself to step back and to surrender to this divine force that's always guiding us, that's always here, that feels sometimes incredibly frustrating because it can feel so distant or far or crazy. But there's also like this knowingness that lies deep within that I'm finding is like a place of refuge and and that I can trust in that regardless of what craziness is happening outside of me. And so, yeah, so my journey at this point is surrendering and what comes next is is next and I'm not there yet. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, for me, before Global Sisterhood was birthed, I spent my life and my career, and still to this day, I spend a lot of time working with people in transformation, helping people through transformative times in their lives. And I'm going to be doing mentoring and more one-on-one work and small group work for women who are ready to really listen to the prayer inside of themselves and birth their mission into the world. And I'm going to be doing a lot of writing, a lot of writing. So I'm hoping to write a book. So stay tuned with that. And I will keep you posted on the journey through various messages and emails. And I want to honor that as we're sharing about our death that's happening, this might be significant to you. It might not be significant to you. But I want to share just a little bit about, well, between Shana and I, I want to ask the question for she and I to answer. If there's one piece of advice we could give to a woman who is living full-heartedly 
flowing in her mission and coming into a place where it's time to let something die, whether a relationship die, an aspect of herself die, or a career die. How would you encourage a woman to embrace that death? I think the first thing is to get really real about what's been going on for you and to not look outside of yourself, not to ask people what they think, but to sit with yourself and to journal about what's been going on for you, why you might even feel this way, like pros and cons list, like something that can help you like grasp how you've been feeling. Cons, I feel terrible all the time when I'm with this person. I don't feel inspired anymore. Like, you know, I feel like I'm withering away. I've lost my spirit. I, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is for you. And the pros, perhaps it's like, you know, I get paid or this person supports me or any of these kinds of things. And I think the first thing first, it doesn't matter what you do, what practice you do, but you have to get really real with yourself about what's going on. And you have to get very honest with yourself. And so there's many different ways that you can do this. And so it's like going inside of yourself, meditating, like asking your guidance, if that's a practice for you, tuning in to the reality of what's going on for you. There's many ways that you can create a mirror for yourself within yourself. But I think it's very important that first things first, you go to yourself because so often we go to the outside to tell us what's going on, but we're the only ones who can know. We are the only ones who can know. Other people can reflect stuff back to us and that's really important. And that's what I'd say after this first step, if you feel that you need to talk to somebody, I think it's important that you can share with someone you, you can confide in, but also realize that their opinions are their opinions. And this can get tricky and everyone's situations are completely unique, unique. And so I'm not an expert on this and I'm not going to sit here and say that this is like the one step shop of how you can actually end things. But for me and my process, like going to myself first and then using my community as support has been in that order has been really helpful. That brought me into a honest place inside myself where I realized that part of why endings and letting go have been historically hard for me is I conflate what I want with what I think other people want for me. I remember when I was breaking up with this really awesome guy, Matt. I dated him for three years. He now has three lovely daughters and a wonderful wife who leads Global Sisterhood Circles. And he leads men's circles. I love them. Shout out. Breaking up with them was really scary for me because he was so sweet and so wonderful. And I was pretty sure everybody was going to be super disappointed in me. And it was interesting because I didn't even realize that I was afraid that people were going to be disappointed in me. It just made me not able to really recognize I want this for myself. So I love what you're saying, Shayna, because for me, I'm a chronic fawner. If everybody knows fight, flight, freeze, fawn, trying to maintain harmony not rock the boat. That's me. I'm a chronic fawner and I've been working how to heal that. And I've been healing that and I've been standing in my truth. So in understanding endings, I always factor in how endings impact others. And that will prevent me from actually standing in an ending because I'm so terrified of its impact on others, whether it's my family or people around me, you guys even like, Oh no, 
What if we you know, we're not going to teach about women's circles anymore? What if people are mad at us? What if that kind of stuff happens in my subconscious, not necessarily my conscious mind, but in the, the depths of my belly? I'm like, oh no, what if I mess up? What if I displease God? <laughs> what if I'm damned for my actions? And so no's are scary and endings are no's in a way. And so my piece of advice is that I have found that my no, I know people say this, I know this is a cliche, but my no is so sacred. And when I'm willing to stand in my no, I have to be willing to stand in the aftermath. And that requires courage. Because sometimes no's shake shit up. Endings definitely shake shit up. You're diving into the unknown. And so to trust the no as a compass and then the thing that follows after the no, the shakeup and the void, to trust the unknown, to trust the void and to seek yourself in relationship to the creator within that void, that is my piece of advice. Like to always, always trust that phase. Always know that it's only a phase and something will be born from the nothingness. And if we can do that as a collective, then I think then we can do harder things like live in nuance with each other, live in instead of left, right, live in the place where left and right meet and have the real conversations that create repair. I think if we can trust our no and we can trust the courage of the impact, then I think we can trust standing in our truth more and then being okay with other people's truth. Yeah. And it's just that saying that for me has now become a mantra when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel that us allowing ourselves to say no naturally gives us a time and space to go through a mini rebirth. And in that way, with us allowing ourselves to transform and to shed things that no longer serves us, keeps us fresh and available and potent. And that's when information can come, we can sink, we can flow, and we can be in this transformative time together. And so I'm just really in a great process of learning this myself and have so much respect for this process of letting go. Hi, yay, me too. So family, those who are listening in, we invite you to do us a favor. If you have been impacted by global sisterhood in some way, could you tell us about it as like a, a funeral offering as we let this, this moment, this body of work of what we've created through our Women's Circle movement die? Could you write us and let us know how we've impacted you or how global sisterhood has impacted you or a circle you sat in impacted you? how our facilitator you met that's a global sisterhood facilitator impacted you, how this podcast has impacted you. Could you take the time and help us honor this ending by writing us a little message? You can do that by leaving a review here, or you can email us at support at globalsisterhood.org, and we will read them. And it will be a way to help us close this chapter and reinvigorate us for what is coming next. So 
with all of my heart, I ask that you stay tuned. I ask that you stay connected to us. If you're not on our email list, please join. You can go to globalsisterhood.org and join. And if you haven't been on our email list, then you haven't been attending some of our cool stuff. And we have cool stuff with cool teachers from all over the world. So you don't want to miss the cool stuff. And it's really accessible when in a world when many things aren't accessible. We do accessible. We look forward to sharing what's coming next for both Shana and I look forward to writing you emails, me, Lauren, and talking about new concepts and kind of taking you along another type of journey if you're interested. So please follow along. If the Divine Mother herself, a beautiful goddess, creator, was to speak through you, what would she have you say? Our work is not over yet. There is much more to come. I am alive inside the heart of each one. And it's me. It is I who's calling you forth. I am the desire. I am the passion that you are afraid of. Put down your fear and listen to me. Follow, follow, follow. And let us create the world anew. And Shana? Be still, dear one. I have an infinite library available for you to guide you, to open you, to awaken you, to have you trust in the greater force that lives within you. Remember that you're not alone in each moment when you need support. There is an infinite well residing within. Look to your heart. Look to the beauty that continues to make your life beat. There will always be infinite resource available for you. Trust in that. Trust in yourself. Trust in your sisters. And remember that you are my daughter. And so it is. So it is. And so it is. And so it is. This is the last and so it is for a moment. We will be back. Thank you. (laughs) We'll be back. Thank you so much for everything. This has been so fun. Thank you. We love you. So fun. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Time of the Feminine podcast. It is such an honor every time to be able to host these conversations and to share the stories of the beautiful people we get the opportunity to interview. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review. You can do so on Apple Podcasts and write a nice note, or you can do so on Spotify by leaving stars. We so appreciate every single one of you that's taken the effort to go out and to share with others and with our community about how this podcast has touched you. It really means so much to us since for us, this is a labor of love. And so thank you for giving back in that way. Thank you.